Rack, 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 ball, rack, 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 ball, rack. Rocky, what's up? Welcome back. We got a big episode, big episode 30 right here on the Frank and Diz show where passion meets the mic and we expose the full QDs. Um, episode 30, Frankie, it's been quite the journey um, since we started this September 2021, I believe. A lot has changed in the sports world, um, and it's changed in my favor. I'll just say that, Frankie, but how are we doing? <laughs> hey, man, I like how it changed to your favor, but, you know, I mean, we're all doing well here uh, post-COVID times, and, you know, we're, we're just chilling. I mean, I moved on to a new job like our listeners know, but I'm happy to see our our numbers are going back up. We were a little down with the listeners, and now we have a little bit of a of a storm brewing with the people that I like to follow the Frank and Diz show. Uh, can't complain. Had, had, had a, had an interesting weekend, but how about yourself? Any, any crazy stories or anything like that? Yeah. I mean, first going back to your comment about the listeners, like follow share on social media. Um, let's spread the word here on the Frank and Diz show where passion needs some like, that's for sure. I, I know our sponsors, um, would love to see that cracker jacks would be pretty fired up. Would, um, I'm more of a Cracker Barrel type of guy. I think that'd be a pretty cool sponsor to have. I'm talking about our sponsor, Cracker Jacks. No, um, I know, but I'm saying I think it'd be cool to get a Cracker Barrel one. I was, I was just throwing that out there. Yeah, I mean, Marlboro, Marlboro has been pretty pretty good one for us so far. So, <laughs> with Cracker Jacks and Marlboro, like, we can add Cracker Barrel to the mix. Like, Might as well, like might as well just get crack. Yeah, that's that sounds like a one-two Mayweather right there, a home run. The one-two punch, you know, we're all about that. All about them clean knockouts. Uh I don't know, but Diz, I, I'm just curious, though. This past weekend, anything exciting happened for you in the great state of Illinois? Actually, Frankie, I had I had quite an interesting weekend. Um, first, I, I had a big tournament. So three of my little club teams had a tournament this weekend. And it was up in the uh, Wisconsin Dells, which I was like, uh, I'm going to the middle of nowhere. I show up to the Wisconsin Dells, dude. It was like fantasy land on steroids. Like everything you can ever imagine out there um like a river like cave walks like zip lining ghost boat tours um it was like fantasy land i'm not even kidding and i'm going back up there this weekend that sounds like the place to be i'm kind of jealous you're going back there that sounds like a lot of fun yeah it was like it was wild it was wild i'm trying to go on the ghost boat tour this time they have like comedy like massive comedy theaters there too like a circus on on water um and and this weekend i'm going back up there to coach my all girls team Oh. High school girls and Coach A in action in the tournament. Um, I got 22 high school girls I'm coaching. It's going to be pretty electric. Is this um, the uh, is this the team that gave you all those like goodies that you uh, sent me a Snapchat of? Hell yeah, dude! They bring me they bring me presents. They bring me gifts. Um, I I've, I've had girls cry during practice before. I ain't um, gonna lie. I I don't know if I could handle the crying part during practice, but I'll be honest. My club teams never get once gave me a goodie bag post tournament or post practice. Something's wrong about that. The girls they do it right. They hook up the coaches with swag and make sure you eat well. And the That's parents, the parents aren't bitches either. That's what I'm saying. They bring me like cards and shit that have like like little nice notes in them and gift cards in there. Coffee from Starbucks. Um, but there is some crying sometimes at practice. I mean, you know, you're saying them straight. You're helping them build character. You're helping them become a stronger person. Meanwhile, I'm getting bitched at for playing time because little Johnny doesn't know how to catch and throw, and I'm not putting him in the game. Um, yeah. it's, it's tough. Yeah. We're playing in our first tournament this weekend, so I'm pretty fired up to see how it goes. But I hope you don't uh, get a red card. That's all I'm going to say. 
This is lacrosse. I don't think they're like, dude we're... lacrosse. I'm pretty sure girls lacrosse. Dude, has that, a... that's, bro, that's another thing. I don't even know the rules. Of dude, that's what lacrosse. I'm saying. Girls lacrosse has like a green card, a yellow card, and a red card. I don't know what any of them means, but I hope you don't get one. Well, dude, I'm. I mean, <laughs> you're gonna get. You're gonna get a card. <laughs> yeah, honestly, there's a chance. I feel like I'm a hoot and holler. Um, but I was just, I've just been teaching them like boys basically. And I don't really like know the rules. And sometimes the girls, like, I feel like call me out on it and I'm like, no, no, like <laughs> we're, we're going to do this until the ref tells us we can't. That's always my excuse. I'm like, no, I'm more of like a do it until they tell us you can't. What, what's, just. what's, what's the famous saying? You, uh, at, it's better to ask for forgiveness than permission, you know? Yeah. I mean, and that, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So like, Damn straight. I'm, I, I made it pretty clear, like about three weeks ago, we're going to win, but. I didn't know the girls had like 12 players on the field at once rather than uh, 10. Did you know that? They have like no, four, I, I, four defenders and three middies. You know, that makes sense. When I went to watch like Susky girls this past year when we were in college, why like whenever I counted it up, it never added up to 10. And I was like getting very mad because it's not lacrosse at the end of my, in my opinion, that's not the same sport that we play. Yeah, it's more like soccer. Yeah, like well, it's, it's more. I'm, like, like, I'm teaching them how to check and they're like, coach, that's not allowed. They're going to call us that on that. A lot, and well, it's I'm like, like oh. it's I'm like, like one thing. Call it, we'll adjust. We'll like, adjust. Well, one thing you have to know is like in that sport, there's also a thing called like the shooter space, and like apparently, like if a defender gets in your way when you're trying to shoot, like you get a free shot. And yeah, but then you see like if you watch like Charlotte North, like the really good lacrosse player, she's pulling up from like 12 yards, eight yards, whatever, yeah. and she's stealing corners. And it's like in real lacrosse for girls, you can't do that. But because it's Charlotte North and it looks pretty fucking cool, we're gonna put it on Sports Center top ten. I mean, I'm teaching our girls to do that. So I, I hope so. It's cooler. Fun. It's more fun to watch. I'm just telling you right now, it's going to be absolutely hilarious. Like, I'm actually genuinely more fired up to go coach the girls in the tournament than, like, the guys because it's going to be so funny. Um, it's going to be awesome. Well, that's but, good. Anyway, so we went this weekend, dude, and I'm with the little kids. Our, our little, little kids are, like, 10, 11, and our team has no subs, dude, no subs. And we're just getting smacked every game. Like, we're so awful. Can't even, like, string together two passes. Like, oh, are just so bad. And then the last game on Sunday is, like, a little consolation game. And we needed a goalie. Like, our goalie bounced. So I got this this goalie who was actually, like, 13. But he was just little. And he's, like, on a national team. And he was just a stud. He was, like, coming out and picking off passes and shit. And both teams were so bad, dude. So bad. But we... Go to overtime after blowing a 5-2 lead. Go to overtime. No one can score in overtime, so we go to Braveheart. Like a 3v3 Braveheart with a little, like, 10- and 11-year-olds, dude. Oh, God. That's exciting. it was absolutely electric. And at this point, it's, like, one of the last games on Sunday, but there's, like, a championship after us of the high school division. So there's, like, a big crowd waiting for the next game. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Everyone, everyone, everyone sees the Braveheart. Yeah, they're going to go yeah, around and see, let's see the And they were just like, like, everyone thought it was hilarious because both teams were so bad, like can't catch and throw to save their lives. Like it was unbelievable. And so we go to a 3v3 Braveheart. We go man up. So I pull our goalie up to go play the man up um, because he was 13. Because he could catch and throw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he misses, dude. He misses the goal and it shot. They, like, pick it up, or the goalie hits the goalie or something. They pick it up, go down, and they try to shoot it from, like, 40 yards in an empty net, and it just, like, slowly rolls and just misses the goal. Oh, gosh. Like, so our goalie at this point is back down. He picks it up, and I send a guy to go cherry pick, and I'm like, throw it, throw it, throw it, like, screaming, like, at this point, like, 10, 15 yards out on the field, like, about to take the ball out of my goalie stick and chuck it to my own player, myself. And everyone was like, dude, chill. But I was like, nah. And the goalie gets 
taken from them and the other team goes down and scores an empty net goal and we lose. So all I'm hearing is you don't know how to coach in winning time. Well, I needed to grab the ball out of my goalie stick and chuck it to my player is what I needed to do. Now yeah. looking back on it in hindsight, like that's what I wish I so, had. So so in hindsight, that thirteen year old goal that kinda of killed you in that game. You you tried to uh, cheat to win I mean, and at the end of the end the cheating bit you in the ass and you, you, you took a fat L. That's fair. I mean, no one knew he was 13. <laughs> yeah. I know. You you, you, you schemed. You found a loophole. You brought a kid in to get you at a competitive yeah. advantage, and you still lost. That's kind of they funny. Were the so, like, the only two people that knew he was 13 was me and the goalie. So, it was cool. And like, his parents. <laughs> yeah, but it was cool. Could you imagine being 13-year-old, and you go play with a bunch of 10-year-olds, and you lose to them? I'd be heartbroken at that point. I don't care how tiny I am. Like, I mean, he was a stud, dude. He, he was, like, coming out, like, picking off passes. Good for him. And then, like, we good can't catch him throw. So, like... I just told him the clears just to huck it to the other end of the field. So that way we could like fight for a ground ball and maybe just chuck it in the goal. Well, so that's what do. I'll tell you this. My weekend was not as exciting as that. I basically just went on a bender uh, back home in Baltimore. I don't know if you – have you ever gone out in Baltimore, like downtown in Fed Hill? Not really, no. There's this one place called uh, One Star. And like One Star is fine. It's a little cramped downstairs. They have it in place upstairs. But like early on, I got there like 3 o'clock. And – with my one buddy from high school, we're just drinking beers, little Miller Lights, and then my other friend showed up. We're having Miller Lights, took some sour bombs and all that. But, like, the thing that One Star is known for is uh, you can order a shotgun uh, twisted tea. And it was, like, 4.30, and my buddies just started handing me, like, two to three of them. And I just was like, it's 4.30 in the afternoon, dude. What are we doing? And it just – that was the type of night we had. Eventually it was 10 o'clock, and I'm already, like, seeing doubles – um, triples and eventually I woke up the next day and I was very confused and I lost my wallet my credit card actually didn't know where it was now ladies and gentlemen of the podcast Diz I don't know if you agree with this but when you lose your wallet or you like leave the car at a bar you get nervous like I was very nervous when that happened right I went to like eight different bars I had no idea which bar I was at so the relief I had where I went one for one going to the first bar just randomly walking in there asking if they had my card and they did that was a win because you know what? They also didn't close me out. They just handed it back, and I paid for no drinks from that bar, which is kind of hype. They said, here's your card, and I just left. I was like, that's sick. Like, that's that was about as electric as it gets. Dude, Maybe that... you didn't buy drinks there. You just gave them their card. No, I remember buying a drink from there. I just don't remember anything else after because I said, put it on my tab, and then I didn't have to close the tab. They just gave me my card, and I walked out. with the. Uh, I was carrying a six-pack of uh, Angry Orchards in the bar, and it was packed, and I was walking in there, and people were like, what the fuck are you doing here with that? I said – Looking for my car, guys. Fuck off. Like, let me be. Why did you, why did you have the six-pack of Angry Orchards? Uh, that was for Sunday because I was trying to pregame before I went to the bar for uh, the Ravens game that day. Why didn't you leave the Angry Orchards in the car? Because the alcohol store was right near the bar, I, I assumed. Uh, so it was just it was just all hand-in-hand, hand, and I was trying – I wish my buddy just took to it. You the alcohol store before going to the bar without your car. So you went to the alcohol store with no card? Yeah, my friend fronted me. Feel that too? Yeah, my friend, my friend fronted me, and I was like, oh, "I'll get you back if I find it. I, I don't have to cancel yet. We'll look." And then we found it, and you know, he was just happy enough because I took him to the Ravens game. You know, everything worked out in the end for the boy. Uh, oh yeah, it was a good weekend. Yeah. You know, you can't can't yeah. complain. Got got to see the fam. Got to take my dogs on the walk. Um, I will say this though, Diz. The one thing I will say is, there's nothing like going out in Baltimore. Because it's just all the high school people just hanging out with their high school friends, and it's very, very amusing when you watch it, in my opinion. Like, there's, nope. like, there's, there's the Frankie. Yeah, there's there's, the it's just, it's just the same came. people. He's still sweating his dick off. Hey, man. <laughs> that, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what you call being hydrated. Sorry, Diz doesn't know what that means. I'm in very good shape, and I hydrate. That's why I sweat. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs>
no, I mean, but it, it was it was nice. I mean, you know, like it's always nice to go home. You gotta make your way back out east sometime soon. We 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 miss you in the homeland of Maryland. Even though you don't like the Ravens or the Orioles or anything about Maryland, you know, we still miss you in the great state of Maryland. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. It might it might be a minute. That's for sure. It might be a minute. hundred oh, percent. I think I think the Midwest has you for good. Not, not for good. Not for good. For a minute, though. For a little bit. You yeah, ever... I'll, be, I'll be back for the holiday. Don't yeah, worry. For the holiday. Yeah. <laughs> for the holiday. Which yeah. one? Speaking of which. That's just a couple months from now. Speaking of which, I went to Walmart today. And the one thing I have to say is this, Diz, and our listeners. If you ever want to see characters, there's nothing like going to a Walmart, specifically in central Pennsylvania. I saw a <laughs> lot of characters there in Walmart today. Some who couldn't walk straight. Some who were hunched over, looked like a Quasimodo from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Some just straight up spoke straight Spanish, no English at all. And they asked me for directions. I said, I speak English. And they were not happy I didn't speak Spanish. And the one thing I have to say is, when you go to Walmart, go in there with an open mind. Because I would like them to be a sponsor for us also. That'd be kind of cool. Dude, Walmart, Walmart's like the kind of place where you see like really fat people getting like the electric carts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All over the place. It's, because, it's fantastic. Because they're too fat to walk around with carts. They have to get the electric cart. And it's like, well, that's why you're fat. It's because you grocery shop oh, yeah. with an electric cart. Yeah, you, I saw like five of those today. And, yeah, and that, it's that kind of place. Like the, the area I'm at, dude, there's like no there's no in between. You're either really, really, really white trash central Pennsylvania type or you don't speak any English and you speak only Spanish. There's no in between. Like I'm, I'm, I stick out like a sore thumb when I went in there. Um, had some lady, a worker there. Gave me like a friendly chirp because I was wearing an East Carolina sweatshirt. She said, East Carolina? I said, go Pirates because I was wearing the sweatshirt. She said, no. I like oh, yeah, were you wearing an East Carolina sweatshirt? My cousin went there and I came from the gym. I was working out, you know, trying to get a good sweat. And I went to the Walmart after to get a little uh, a little nutrition. And did, you, did you tell the girl that you, hey, I just got done working out? No, she was, she, she worked at Walmart. Like, she's not bad for the town, but she, like, worked at Walmart. <laughs> and she was like, hey, East Carolina? I was like, go Pirates. She's like, no, I like South Carolina Gamecocks. I was like, oh. Go Cox then. And she's like, yeah. She gave me like a little smile. And I was like, oh, I should have used better words with her. That's uh, to not have told her go Cox, you know. Give her a little wink wink. (laughs) Yeah, give her a little little blink blink. (laughs) Yeah. How was was the uh, hinge date? Can you tell us about the hinge date? We got uh, kicked out of the bar. We went to to a brewery at Trogues. And uh, I ain't going to lie. We were told that it closes at 10. And then like I ordered a flight. And they said, we close in five minutes. So I had to chug a flight in like five minutes of like, all heavy beer, like six point six percent and up. So I was a little buzzed when we drove to the next brewery. I'm not gonna lie, but you know, it was it was success. I mean, Central PA girl. We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, yeah, that's Central PA girl. When was this date? It was last night. Yeah, last night. So I missed the Monday night football game. I'm sorry, my fans. I disappointed you guys. I will say this though. Shocking surprise about that. We were talking, and then she goes, "Oh yeah, blah 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 blah. I work out." I'm like, "Oh yeah, I like working out too." It's like, "Yeah, I." Used to weigh seventy pounds heavier, but then I lost all that weight, and I was like, "Oh." Was <laughs> that like a turn off? No, it just made me think about last episode where I said I was like fat phobic because I didn't want to get fat, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> I started to chuckle. You're all, but she doesn't listen. Yeah, she, she, she. Uh, yeah, this may not go on my Instagram story this week, guys. So, like Diz said, <laughs> everyone else, you guys need to uh, share and advertise this because I'm not going to be doing my job this week. Uh, is there going to be? A, is there going to be a, um, a second date? Well, I got a different day with another chick this Friday. But so you're just getting around town. 
I mean, nothing happened, but like, I'm I'm trying to find a lady friend. I'm I'm all alone in Central PA. It's about to be winter, dude. It's getting cold. I need a I need a I need a snuggle buddy. You gotta. I, I <laughs> going out on a first date would be hilarious. That's hilarious. What like what do you do afterwards? Like when when it's time to get dropped off or you drop her off, like what do you say or what do you do? Uh, well, she uh we meet we we're meeting there because like Central PA is kind of a bop. Like it, she's like twenty minutes south of me, and we met like in the meeting ground. So. I gave her a hug tonight. This chick, this upcoming Friday, she played soccer at E-Town, so I might, like, try to drive her and then just throw her in the middle of the road sometime because fuck E-Town. But that's a that's a different story for a different time, ladies and gentlemen. Just be like, get out. Yeah, just, 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 just get out. tuck it and roll. Just drop her off randomly and say, good luck, ain't home. Just be like, smell you later. Yeah, scream, haul, like, fly. I if I went out on, like, a first, like, date hinge date, I would be, like, laughing half the time. Dude, it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, I try to. I'm trying to make jokes, and a lot of the time they miss. But to me, they're hitting. So it's like me just laughing, and then I think they give me like sympathy laughs. Um, it's 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 very entertaining. I wish I wish you could be a fly on the wall with these conversations. Hey, I need to watch this honestly. Yeah, I need to watch put, this. put me on the reality TV show because that'd be uh, instant hit. <laughs> you should like you should like put like wear like a little camera or a microphone for the uh, next one, and then we can put like a little segment of it on the uh, podcast. <laughs> You know, that yeah, that'd be kind of, that'd be kind of funny. That'd be yeah, kind of like funny. it's like a new, it's like a new segment on the podcast. It's like hinge date with Frank. Hinge date with Frank. Like, oh god, like a little one minute clip of like a conversation of you with the girl. Well, hey, ladies and gentlemen, all I have to say, Gosh, is guy, this, you never know. All I have to say is this: the hinge profile, dude, low key fucked because if you're not saying you're like six four in it, you're not getting that many likes back. And the people that do like you back are borderline men, and I'm not really attracted to men like that. You know, like it's it's, dude. Well, I'm talking about is like this... you're like settings set on bisexual. No, 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 no. I'm just saying like the girls in the central PA region aren't that attractive. And if I have to sacrifice like that, I hope you're fronting me the dating money. Yeah, that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, buddy, let's get into uh, let's bring back bring back a new segment here to the pod. Um, oh, question, oh, of the, question of the day. Returning segment. Returning um, segment. It's not new. It's been here. Sorry, bring him back, back a returning segment. A new segment. You know, you stuttered. Uh, it, it's okay. Um, yeah, I'm interested to hear your answer on this one, Froggy. So if you were to rob a bank, how long do you think he'd last afterwards without getting caught? Like by myself? Like if you and I were to like rob a bank. Who's driving? I'm driving. We're crashing. We all know. We all know you're not fucking driving. I'll tell you that. I'm a great. You, I'm a. Probably, let me just tell you right now. I'm a great getaway all, driver. I don't know what you're talking about. Everyone here knows you ain't driving. I'm a great getaway driver. I've never been in an accident. Yeah. I I I could get away. That? Call me Ricky Bobby. Combination funerals with you driving, buddy. The key word you're using is almost. It didn't happen, ladies and gentlemen. Remember that. Yeah, we, we but, just know you're not driving. So I'm driving. Realistically, I, I realistically, if I'm robbing a bank. I don't think we're making it to the car. I think we'll be locked up before we get out there. And, you know, it's like, uh, you ever see the movie The Town? Yeah, why, why the hell do you think we'd be locked up before we get out of there? No, no, I'm saying, like, the police would just have it, like, surrounded before we get We're not going to jail right away, but, like, we'd be, like, in a bad situation. And then we'd have to hold people hostages? Yeah, it would get very What's dark. What's your hostage tactic? My hostage tactic is exactly what Bane did in uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Use them as human shields and then, like, ride on a motorcycle with them on the back of us so they can't shoot us as we get away. I think I think we're all getting naked, and I'm saying we're taking off our masks. We're all get we're all getting naked. Like I'm gonna go to the bathroom, take off my mask, and then get naked and walk out. So the robbers just think I'm like a hostage that was hiding in the bathroom or something. Um, and then we're gonna all walk out together. 
where's the money? If you're robbing the bank, you better have the money with you. Don't tell me you're putting it somewhere where they can't find you. At that point, I'm at that point, I'm scrapping the money. At that at that point, you're thinking about the bigger thing. Because hey, re- yeah. another another question of the day: If you got arrested, how long do you think you'd like survive in jail? Me, yeah, I think I could last a good while. Honestly, like I feel like I feel like the people, like the other prisoners, would kind of like me. I think you and I would get pounced on instantly. You and I, yeah. no, yeah. no oh, way. Dude. Dude, there's much much easier talk. Maybe you, like you no. sweat. You'd be sweating. And be that means they wouldn't want to touch me. I'm sweating. You're all dry and clean, no, good looking, tall. They're, you're a victim. That's a sweaty butthole that's waiting for him. Oh gosh, Jesus! And I'm I'm sitting there going, "Don't pick me." <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Don't pick me." I think I'd last a good while, honestly. Uh, really? I mean, no. I think I see the other prisoners like kind of liking me. It depends where the prison is. If you're in Philadelphia or like the PA region, they might like you a lot. But if you put you in like uh, air, anywhere saying, else. Anywhere I'm saying else? Like, like let's say like Rochester. Oh, we're fine. We're fine then. No, like your 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 Philadelphia mouth might get you smacked. State New York Penitentiary in there for 14 years on armed bank robbery. I think I think people one people are gonna be like, wow, this motherfucker. You better stay away from this guy. <laughs> They'd be like, did you hear about the naked robber? That's him. <laughs> they call him Diz. <laughs> so I think that'd be one thing. They 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 put your ass away in solitary confinement. That's what would happen. No, nah, dude, see, like that, I wouldn't last. I would last longer in Gen Pop, solitary crime. Uh, yeah, you know, I don't think I would last really well either, but that's Yeah, just... solitary confinement will give me sense of the psych ward. Yeah, well, you should already be going there. I'm not going to lie. Like, straight up, we need to get you checked out. Dude. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I could, like, pull that off for the team, maybe. And, like, yeah. and, like, definitely, like, I feel like I have a face where, like, I can pass for that. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah, any of it. But hey, I, I mean, I I think I would last quite a while in state. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I think I think you could you could survive if we keep you in county. But if you go down to the city, that's where you might be screwed. I mean, we'll see. But anyway, Frankie, biggest loser of the week, um, coming from Frankie himself. Who is it? There's I feel like there's a lot of losers out there, there this week. There, week. there are a lot of losers. I could say it's the city of Denver for trading for Russell Wilson and uh, putting all your faith in him when he's just not good. I could say it's the NFL refs for allowing two horrible, horrible roughing the passing, uh, roughing the passer when you're just tackling the quarterback. Uh, but my biggest loser is actually going to go to head coach Ron Rivera of the Washington Commanders. Uh, the reasoning why is when you're the head coach, uh, no matter what, you don't throw someone else under the bus. It's, you're you're the captain of the ship. You take responsibility. And his uh, reasoning for why the Commanders aren't that good was simply just saying the word quarterback. Uh, I, that was delusional. I, I'm not going to say Carson Wentz is the top five quarterback in the league or anything Dude, like that. He's the second best QB in that division. No, hold on. I'm, let me get there. I'm not going right. to say he's a top five quarterback in the league. Like What Jalen Hurts is doing is unbelievable. But you're going to go out there and tell me that Daniel Jones is better than Carson Wentz? I know Cooper Rush is undefeated, but if you watch him, it's not like he's doing anything where you are like, wow, he's a really, really good quarterback. He's winning games, yes, and that's what matters, but he's not putting up the best stats. Uh, I just think that the talent – on the offensive side for the commanders is just so poor. And for him just to blame the quarterback is absurd, especially when his defense, because he's a defensive coach with that really good D-line, has not been performing well. So clearly it's coaching that's fucking them. And I think you're just a loser when you go out of your way and just instantly try to scapegoat the quarterbacks. Wherever Wentz has gone, he's always been the scapegoat, and he's trying to continue with that narrative to try and save his own job, which is fucked, in my opinion. Dude, spot on. It's total bullshit because – 
One, I think they have the 26th ranked rushing offense in the league. It's terrible. Then I think they have the 29th scoring defense in the league, and the head coach is supposed to be a defensive guru. Like if if the Commanders were just like a like a decently run organization, I think they would have fired Ron Bear like this morning. Oh, I agree with that 100%. But unfortunately, it's the Commanders, and you know DC sports aren't known for being fantastic, and that's not going to happen. And again, Wentz will be the scapegoat most likely, which is unfortunate. But yeah, I think right now, Ron Rivera is my biggest loser for not being a true leader like people try to say he is. Yeah, dude. And like the best part is, is Wentz is like so mentally delusional in some way. Yeah, he is. Where like he didn't even know that like the coach had said that. He's like, someone just told me that as I like sat down here. I know. And he's like, I don't think he meant it. And I'm like, dude, Wentz, like, come on, Carson. Like, Wentz is like a North Dakota. He's like from North Dakota. I know he went like, there. Nice about it. I'd be like, fuck that guy. I'd I know, but like, I'm saying Wentz is a good dude because he's from the Midwest when they're all nice out there. He's not going to go backstabbing his head coach, especially when that's his boss. He's a good dude. I, I like Wentz. But yeah, and sometimes he's too nice of a guy, though. I agree. I agree. But, yeah, that's like, my, that's like, my biggest loser. That who's yeah, a who, who's biggest it? loser for me, Frankie? I got two biggest losers. One, I'm going to circle back to last week. And Dan Campbell, dude, like, I feel like I like jinx this guy hard because he is, the, he might be the worst coach of all time. And no one's talking about it. He just lost 29 to zero to Bailey Zappi and the new England Patriots. And Bill Belichick. How, how is that possible? Bill Belichick. That's, that's how it's possible. Lost 29 zero, dude, Dan Campbell's team. You would think his team's full of make-a-wish kids the way they praise Dan Campbell. I agree. I agree with that. Like, Seriously, like the way they like act like he's like a good coach, you would think the team's full of make-a-wish kids. It's like that bad. Like the guy, all he does is lose, and no one talks about it. People like act like he's not on the hot seat. I'm like, dude, this guy needs to be on the hot seat like tomorrow. He's awful. I will he's say, I will say going to last week, I tried to defend him because they were competitive and close, and it takes time to turn on culture. But when you don't score a single point in the NFL, that's kind of impressive because they literally want you to score. You saw the rough in the passer calls this past week. And to go for a goose egg, in 2022, that's you. You guys did not game plan well, and props to Bill Belichick and the team. But Jared Goff did not look good, and everything about that. So okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that one loser. But who's your second then? Oh, Baker Mayfield, dude. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker Mayfield's time is done, dude. Like this guy is an absolute joke. Like he, he. I think Baker Mayfield might be the worst quarterback in the league, and like he doesn't know it. He's so delusional to where like he actually thinks like. He's like a top 10, top 15 QB. Like, he genuinely thinks that about himself. And, like, if you actually watch the games, he is so fucking horrible. It's not even funny. Yeah, I can't say that I um, watched Baker's game this past weekend. Uh, but I will say that whenever you check the Panthers score and then you realize on Monday that the head coach was fired, you know that he's not been doing his end of the bargain when they trade for Baker Mayfield. And now the Panthers are stuck with no good head coach, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield. That's like... I don't know how what to describe that quarterback situation, but that's not what you want. That's not ideal for the boys. Yeah, I mean, head coach was had, was terrible, but like yeah. Baker sucks, dude. And like to add it to worse, another big loser, dude. Oklahoma football, God, are they awful? That's like you get up for a rivalry game and you lose forty nine to zero to Texas. In how the, does Oklahoma football lose forty nine zero to anybody, let alone their biggest rival? Like that is so embarrassing. Like. If I was that head coach, that. I would ask to step down. Like my pride would be so fucking damaged. Well, the thing I'll, the, the, the thing I'll say on TV to my rival. The thing I'll say though about tech, uh, Oklahoma football is this though. I know they lost their head coach and he went to USC, but didn't he take 
a shit ton of players from Oklahoma and they just transferred to USC also. Yeah, a good amount, but still. So I'm not. Hard. I'm not saying. I'm not saying they should have, should have lost the way they did. But like, I'm not surprised that they're down bad like they are. However, it goes back to the same thing I said about the Lions. To not score a single point in <clears throat> football is absurd, especially when it's your big rival. You guys are practically the same programs. The thing I should have learned from our college pickums was, Texas quarterback was coming back. Of course, they ruined a dog because he actually looked nice when he played Alabama. I should have known that. I was an idiot for thinking that Oklahoma could keep it close. That was a terrible pick by me. Terrible. I mean, the thing about Oklahoma, too, is this damage is, like, this might end the – like, the coach might get fired in a couple of years because, like, this probably crushes recruiting for them. Like, a recruit sees they just lost 49-0. He, he might, they might have had a lot of decommits this past week. I mean, and you know where they're probably going to end up going? Uh, switching Texas. from No, switching from Biggs Lou is not going to Texas. They're going to go to a better program right now, an up-and-coming program that's going to – Ladies and gentlemen, could be a hot take. This team's going to win for the first time in a long time against Bama, Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's nice. Tennessee. I, I, thought about, I thought you were about to say uh, Maryland for a no, second. No, no, not Maryland. No, I Tennessee. I was about to have to end the show. But, uh, no, Tennessee, dude. They're, I, dude Tennessee's kind of nice. I think, I think they take it to Bama. And I, saw, I saw a little fact. It was like the last time Tennessee beat Bama, you could rent like a good movie from Blockbuster. Bam, you could not take an Instagram post. You could not do like a Snapchat story. You could not order Uber. You could not do any of those things since the last time Tennessee beat Bama. That place is going to be rocking because it's in Tennessee too. College right? game days back there. The balls look good and they look determined. Now, I know Nick Saban has Bama and they're ready to go, but this is going to be a lot closer game, especially with, unless, unless Bama overlooked AM to just prepare for Tennessee because there's a reason why AM looks not so overlooking good. Nobody I'm, not, I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying unless that's like a quote unquote reason for them. But like I think at the end of the day, Tennessee is going to have Alabama on upset watch, and I would not be surprised. You heard it here first from Frank on the Frank Dish Show, where Passion meets the mic, that Tennessee is going to take it to Bama this weekend. Yeah, dude, you heard it from both Frank and Dis because I'm with you on that. I agree. And there's a lot of really good college football games this weekend. You got Penn State going to Michigan, um, and that's a huge game for the for the Nittany Lions. Um, um, if they can get a win on the road at Michigan, um, and then they play Minnesota next week, the, Penn State's about to go through a huge three-game stretch. Uh, that's going to define their year realistically. It's like if, if they get into the college football playoff or not, it all comes down to – it all starts with this weekend. I'm um, going to Michigan, but I'm pretty fired up for that game. I mean, I, I told you last episode or two episodes ago, wherever it was, like Penn State looks good, but let's see how they do against one of the big dogs in the Big Ten. And then then we'll believe the hype or not. Now, I will say another game that interests me is your boys, not like you're a fan or all that, but Oklahoma State, TCU. I think that's going to be a high, high-scoring game. You know, I think the winner of that game takes the lead over for the, uh, the Pac-12. And even though TCU just came off beating Kansas, you know, I mean, it it, it should be a good high-scoring game. I mean, that that's all I got to say for that, you know, Big 12 football, score points. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you um, because, I, one, I have a future bet that Oklahoma State quarterback Spencer Sanders will win the Heisman. Um, so I'm rooting for that. Bet 10, win 800. Um, so I'm pretty fired well, up. Yeah, I'd hammer that. Why yeah, not? You got nothing I, to lose at that point. Crazy. I remember watching a bowl game last year, and I was like, "Dude, I think this guy might win the Heisman," and I and I locked it in. Um, so if this hits, that would be like the bet of the century. That would also, be high. I'll get into it in a little bit later, actually. But yes, yeah, so that should be pretty exciting. But I mean, it's a long shot for him to still win the Heisman. No, he, it is. 
Um, but it would, it would, but it's a big step if he can have a big game against TCU this weekend. Big step in the right direction. But I'm just kind of summing it up as like I'm rooting for Oklahoma State. I, I've rooted for them all year. I, I kind of like their program. I like their colors. I like their stadium. Um, I like their mascot. I, they're just I, I like Oklahoma State to be honest with you. And I'm rooting for. And, and the only thing I have to say about them is they always tend to choke away a big game or some game they should not lose. So let's see if they can actually go through, especially with Oklahoma so down this year. And Texas not as consistent as they are, and Kansas just lost their all-star quarterback to like a torn shoulder or something like that. I saw that before, uh, like a couple hours ago. So Kansas not going to be as good. Um, a little random note, but you know what? I also saw that I thought was pretty cool. Nebraska has not been ranked in like the top twenty-five in like ten years or like a long, long time. Like they have not been ranked at all. It took JMU football six weeks in the FBS to make it to the top twenty-five. I think that is props to JMU down there. And I had some friends who played at their program. They won the FCS championship. But the fact that six weeks into your FBS collegiate football status and you're already in the top 25, something's brewing up down in JMU. And they may be like a, one of the type of Cincinnati programs that's on the rise that, you know, they won't beat Bama. But, like, in the long run, dude, when the playoff expands, you never know. They could attend there. Well, let me just let me just make something clear here, Pompey. JMU will never be in the college football playoff. Even if it's, what, how, how many teams are they expanding it to? Even if they get it to 16, James Madison's not making the college football playoff. Uh, I mean, that's. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they are, but I'm saying, dude, they have resources. They have a nice campus. They have a nice stadium. They love football down there. They won the FCS championship like two they're or three great, times. They're not, they're not like competing with Texas. They're not competing with Oklahoma. I'm not they're saying they're competing with Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma. They JMU beat Appalachian State by four. That's their and, only. Good and Appalachian win. State beat Texas A&M, and A&M only lost to Alabama by four. Thank you for proving my point that they can. And, and, and take, I'm not point, saying this year. I'm not saying at this year. At one point, JMU was losing to Appalachian State twenty-eight to three and, and came back to win. My point. So they came back to win again. At the end of the day, they won. I'm not saying this year, but I'm saying in the long run, I would not be surprised if they could be like a Cincinnati, where they're fighting for a playoff spot. Because then today, Oklahoma and Texas are going to the SEC. When they're in the SEC, they're going to play a lot more good teams, and because of that, their records may not allow them to compete for a playoff spot when other teams have better records. JMU could be the up-and-coming new Cincinnati, just like UCF was, just like Boise was, and since he is right now, JMU has the potential, in my opinion. Dude, JMU is a lot different than UCF and Cincinnati. Why? Just in general, like facilities... Yes, their facilities is the facilities are legit there, dude. JMU, JMU cares about their football, dude. But they they don't compare to Cincinnati and UCF. Like they don't. Okay, the UCF one might be bad, but like the Cincinnati one's fine. They don't have the boosters. They don't have the alumni. They don't have it. They don't have again, again, ladies and gentlemen. This is not saying this year or next year. I'm saying in the future. Marky, by the time JMU ever competes to make the playoffs, you and I might have Alzheimer's. Uh. No, because I do my 20-minute walk a day, so I'm not going to get that because I'm bad. I think I might have Alzheimer's by that point. Yeah, I mean, well, that's okay with you. You you probably also have CTE from standing in the cage of lacrosse net, but, you know, that's a little different story as well. Um, Dude, JMU is never, never making the college You know, football. Diz, I, I didn't realize I didn't realize this this episode well, or this show. Just, he has a better chance Hold of winning on. on Max Natty than JMU has of making the playoffs. No. Anywho, I didn't realize this this – podcast we do this little recording this episode 30 it's a monumental achievement was meant for cold takes this is for hot takes only where passion meets the pike 
And you know, I'm giving you a hot take. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm saying your hot take is <laughs> terrible. I'm sitting here telling you right now, your hot take. Oh, come on now. It's not that bad. No, come on now. Dude, that's awful. JMU to make the college football playoff? I didn't say this year. I said in the future. That is that so outrageous to say? Yes, dude. Yes. Well, they're already in the top 25. So who looks yeah, like an idiot terrible. right now? So they play Louisville in a couple weeks, and I bet you they get blown out by Louisville. I bet you they don't get blown out by Louisville. I think. I bet be... you they get fucking steamrolled. It's going to be a better game than like you think. 40. I bet you Louisville beats them by like 40. We'll see. I don't think Louisville's that good this Louisville's year. Louisville's even having a bad year. That's what I'm saying. Louisville's not as good as you think. And Louisville steamrolls James Madison by 40. You know, I hope that happens for you. But, you know, at the same time, dude, all I'm saying is, like, it's not outrageous to say that. But we're rambling about this, and we're going to move on. Um, before we get into the NFL, the one thing I would like to say is this. Do you want to talk about MLB playoffs? What do you mean, Froggy? Of course, dude. Like, yeah, dude, we're not jumping in the NFL just quite yet. I know. I said before we move to the NFL, do you want to talk MLB playoffs? Because I know you're very passionate for your uh, your Phillies, who did a good job being the Cardinals. Um, before you say your take, I just want to say this for, for my take from the MLB. Very, very disappointing to see – the ALL East all year, best division in baseball, in my opinion, because they had five, four teams with 80 wins, five teams with above 70 wins, and they're just juggernauts. And then two of those teams who made the playoffs get eliminated in the round one. The Rays got swept, and then the Jays got swept after choking away a, what, 8-1 lead or something like that to the uh, Guardians. Guardians. And I was just, like, very, very surprised that that happened. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that's playoff baseball and why it's so exciting because, you know, it's just you put your best pitcher out there and hopefully your lineup can get high. And, unfortunately, the Rays were tanking downwards and the Jays choked. And I was actually very happy to see the Jays choke. Other than that, though, uh, yeah, I'll let you take over because my team's not in it. So, yeah, let's hear it, Diz. I mean, Franny, let me just let me just make something clear here to our listeners. It's a great fucking time to be a Philly sports fan. Let me just tell you, it is an absolute great time to be a Philly sports fan. We got Phillies in the NLDS, now up one nothing in the NLDS, let me quite add. The Eagles, best team in the NFL, um, and look like they're by far the head and shoulder favorites to win the Super Bowl. The Nittany Lions, Penn State Nittany Lions, take on Michigan in the big house this weekend as they're ranked number nine in the country, um, or 10, I think, 10 in the country. Um, Sixers season starts next Tuesday. Future's looking bright for them. It is just about as good of a day to be be a Philly sports fan. Um, But anyway, baseball, Phillies, down to ninth inning against the Cardinals, game one, and they end up dropping six runs um, in the ninth inning to win the game. And it was absolutely electric. And then from then on, Bryce Harper comes in the game two, sends a solo shot bomb, dominant pitching performance out of Aaron Nolan, Zach Wheeler, sends them to NLDS. And then, of course, today, 12, 12 o'clock start here at Central Time, NLDS, Philadelphia in Atlanta. Um, and the Phillies bats come alive. And, I mean, that's, ladies and gentlemen, the Philadelphia Phillies are alive. Let me just tell you that. Um, their bats came alive. Um, pitching was rough. But for the Phillies to still get a win against the Braves' ace says a lot about the kind of team they have. And they almost blew it in the ninth inning. They really know how to make it sweat it out. But Castellanos quickly became a Philadelphia hero today um, with three hits and a diving catch in the ninth inning, which was huge. The game changer for us. And, Frankie, I, I really am sitting here watching the games. Phillies look like the hottest team in baseball right now. You think hotter than the, uh, I don't know, Dodgers or the Yankees or the Padres? Hotter, yeah, because, like, 
one, Padres went to three games against the Mets. So, like, they actually lost that uh, wild card round. But at the same time, the other two teams, Yankees, Dodgers, like, they've been sitting for a week resting. So they haven't even had a chance yet to get hot, which I think is a major – one, it can be an advantage because your pitching's, like, rested, obviously. Your bullpen, your stars are all rested. But two, in some way, it can be a disadvantage, um, especially for the bats. Well, I will say right now, currently, while we're recording, uh, the Yankees are up 4-1 on the Guardians in the top of the seventh. So it seems like the Yankees may have been dipping off, but they're hitting their stride again right now, at least for this series. I personally think right now, from what I've watched, for the little baseball I've seen, yes, the Phillies look good, but my money's on Houston right now. I don't want them to win, but that's who I'm thinking. They're at least going to win the AL, in my opinion, Houston. I don't want them to win the World Series at all because I – You're rooting for Philly? Uh, you know, to be honest, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing either Philly or the Braves win it again. I, I went to Atlanta's game last year, and I kind of have a soft spot for them because I went uh, to their stadium. But, you know, if, if the Phillies win it, I'm not going to be the most upset person in the world. Um, you might, you might, you guys actually might burn down your city, which I would actually kind of enjoy. Dude, if, if the Phillies win the World Series and the Eagles win the Super Bowl, like, the city of, one, the city of Philadelphia will no longer exist, and two, I might resign the next day. Well, uh, all I got to say is, so... Phillies win World Series, Eagles win the Super Bowl, but we know for a fact the Sixers won't win the championship. I'm glad we're on the same page about that. I think they got a chance. <laughs> Everyone has a chance at the start of the year, Diz, but realistically, we know they don't have a chance when it comes to playoff time. Thank you. Um, don't give me that look. I, bruh, come on now. How do they have a chance when it comes to playoff time? Because at the end of the day, when it comes to playoff time, I'm going to use your narrative. James Harden's a no-show, and Joel Embiid's going to be crying in the locker room because he's not going to be healthy. So that's what's going to happen to the Phillies again, or the Sixers again. Who's going to beat them? In the East? Yeah. I would take the Bucks. Everyone else. All right. I'm just saying, keep sleeping on Joel. You're, you're, I mean, you're a Bucks guy, too. You can't you can't hate that pick. I, I think Maxie makes a huge jump this year, too. Don't sleep with Tyrese Maxey. I'm not he sleeping. He makes a huge jump. And him and Harden in the backcourt is going to be a huge one-two punch. It, it all depends on Harden, though, because to come playoff time, he's not the same person, and it really depends if Joel can stay healthy. I, I mean, we'll, we'll talk basketball later because it hasn't started yet. We're not going to waste our time with this podcast for it, but I'll give you my prediction like in the next week or two weeks, and you'll, you'll see who I have for uh, my early prediction NBA playoffs. Well, next Tuesday night we'll be talking about it because that's that's opening tip off. So good, I can't um, wait. Yeah. I'm Sixers, very excited. I'm very excited Sixers, for NBA. Celtics, Sixers Celtics will be on the TV as the uh, Sixers kick their ass, and we're recording this pod. Oh, that's gonna be fun. To, that's gonna be fun. You know, basketball is gonna be back. Hockey's back. The Big Four is gonna be playing again. And you know what? We're getting closer to World Cup football. Also. So you know, all is well in the sports world for Frank and Diz and everyone who likes to have fun. You know, we're all we're all happy right now. We're going to have a talk about Frankie in the next couple of weeks, on the next couple of months, I oh, should I say. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, and it's just, well, I'll say it again. It's a great day, great time to be a Philly sports fan. So um, if any listeners over there want to jump on ship, feel free. Um, the ship is wide open. So um, I, I'm pretty. I'm about as jacked up as it gets. Um, <laughs> TV um, and just absolutely fire the fuck up because right here at 323 South Tawanda, um, it, it gets pretty pretty rowdy, pretty loud, pretty quickly. So, um, but NFL football, Frankie, um, what were our big takeaways from this week? First of all, did you see uh, last night Devontae Adams shove the uh, security guard? What were your takes on that? Um, I was going to say maybe he could be my biggest loser, but uh, I was pretty determined with Ron Rivera and I wasn't going to switch. I mean, you're, you're a grown man. You make all this money. I understand you're frustrated when you lose, but be like a Tom Brady or be like a – 
the Bills quarter, uh, offensive coordinator. When you lose, you take your anger out on objects. You don't just see a guy and just push him. Now that guy's filing for a lawsuit. doesn't matter if you apologize. You just look like a dick now, and people don't want to be your— Like, I'm not a fan of Devontae right now. I will be next week, probably be right now. He's on my shit list. I mean, one, credit to the guy for actually filing a lawsuit. Like, yeah. that guy saw that as a perfect opportunity to make a little cash and, like, make a name for himself a little bit. And two, I thought it was hilarious by Devontae Adams, to be honest with you. Oh, I did too. I, very, very I funny. I thought that's so hysterical. Like, the guy's just walking, and he just, like, shoves him over. Like, that was hilarious. My, my man's doing the doing his job. And at the end of the day, the one thing I got to say is the camera guy got to hit the weight room also because he, he was launched. Like, Devontae pushed him, but, like, Devontae is not that, like, it's not like you're getting pushed by, like, uh, T.J. Watt on the Steelers. Yeah. It's a yeah, wide receiver in the cool. NFL. Not D.K. It's Metcalf. It's hilarious that, like, professional athletes have, like, temper tantrums like that. Yeah, like, it's that funny. is so – like, that's – think about it. That's, like, a 30-year-old grown-ass man. Could you imagine if you're – when you were playing at Susquehanna and we lost the game and, like, you're walking off the field and, like, someone other, someone's other parents walking your way and you just deck them because you're so pissed you lost? But at the same time, like, part of you – part of people would be like, well, he's 19. You know what I mean? No, this no, no. Is, I'm, I, I'm not. I, I, I get. Year old grown man doing that. No, I get that. But at the same time, it's like even when I lost, the only thing I did was just start cussing out my teammates because you guys could have done a better job. But that's just what I'm gonna say. Yeah, dude. I feel like you're not the one talking about temper tantrums over there, buddy. Yeah, no. But I, like I said, I take my anger out on uh, objects. Like I'd be slamming my stick or cussing at the refs. I'm not. I'm not pushing someone. Uh, that's just my. my that's because no idea. one stepped to you. Yeah, because they know better. They, they they know I push. If no one had stepped to you, you would have, like, pushed. Yeah, I probably, I probably would be pushing. In the heat of the moment, I'll admit, I'll, I'm probably pushing. But um, other takeaways from uh, the NFL uh, Sunday, I'm going to say is this. Number one, I think that you've been saying that the AFC North is the worst division of football. I'm going to say that's not true. I'm going to list three divisions that I personally think are worse than them. Uh, I'm going to say it's the AFC South, the NFC South, and I think the AFC Nor- uh, NFC North is worse than the AFC North. Because in hindsight, yes, the Vikings are 4-1, and one, but none of their games, it's like they're not dogging anyone besides the Packers week one. And the one good team they actually faced, because I don't think the Packers are that good, I don't think the Bears are that good, and I don't think the Saints are that good, the one good team they actually faced, which was your Eagles, they got dominated. Um, so I think all those teams are frauds in the a- NFC North. Um, and the other thing I'm going to say is this, you know, week in and week out, Diz, you always rag on Lamar when it is the lights go on and it's Sunday night football and all that. And granted, he did not play that good of a game. He did not play that well. The Bengals had a very, very good game plan. They covered us well and they did a good job. However, fourth quarter came. We needed points. We needed to do well. And Lamar took over. When you watch that game for the Bengals Ravens, you will see Lamar overtook the game in the fourth quarter to will the Ravens to a dub, and that is that is a statement. You you don't agree with that with the face with your face. That's your take of the game is that Lamar took over the fourth quarter of the game. That's your take. That is my take. What what was your take? What is your take? Your take's gonna be Lamar's horrible. He couldn't throw a pass. Fourth quarter, he did well on one drive. He did his job. He took over. And how did he do it? Did he do it with his arm or did he do it with his legs? I, he did how he had to do get it done. That's, he did it with his legs. And it was two runs. The guy scored six points in the fourth quarter. How do you take over the whole fourth quarter? I'm he not, didn't even score a touchdown in the second half. So, you, so first off, you penalized him last week for scoring no points, and now you're penalizing him for scoring. Okay, guys, guys, second half. Guys, and your takeaway of the game 
was that Lamar took over the fourth quarter. His his rag on in the past. Well, your rag on in the past when Lamar played is when it counts when it comes to winning. When you need a drive, when you need him to show up, he doesn't do it. Now that he does it, you're gonna look at the whole thing and be like, well, he couldn't do this, he couldn't do that, he couldn't do that. So now when it Dude, goes for your narrative, you're switching Dude, it. If Baltimore had any other kicker in the league, they wouldn't have won the game. That's not true. That that is true. That is true, and I actually witnessed that in the Eagles game this week. Witnessed it firsthand. Kyler Murray did the exact same thing that Lamar did, but his kicker shanked the field. How far was the kicker? Uh, How far was their kicker? 40 yards. What? 40 yards. Well, I mean, hey, Justin Tucker said it best. All that matters is the snap to the holder, seeing 12 on the laces when the holder puts it down, and then he's a system kicker at that point. Dude, and if, he just if, if they had the any other kicker in the league, if they had any other kicker in the league, they would have they'd be two and three right now. Because so the excuses Tucker, keep coming Tucker because be what what is what is your reasoning for the Eagles being undefeated? You play who you are. Well, Justin Tucker's on the team. I don't want to hear that excuse. Dude, I'm I'm not. But the argument's not about Baltimore. It's the fact that you watched the game. And Lamar took over in the fourth quarter. Yes, your takeaway. That is my takeaway. Lamar took over in the fourth quarter of yes. the game. His team didn't even score a touchdown. I'm not even talking about him. I'm talking about his team didn't score a touchdown, and he missed four wide open receivers in the game for touchdowns. All four would have. That was in the fourth quarter, though. I only said he did well in the fourth quarter. I think one of them was in the fourth quarter. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure most of them had. I'm pretty sure there was one up the sideline. I think it was Duvernay missed him. I don't know if that was the fourth. I'd have to go back and watch. I don't know if that was the fourth quarter. I'm pretty sure those were third quarters. I know I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I didn't say he played that well. I said in the fourth quarter, though, when you need him to win, <laughs> he did this. He did his thing. That, that's all, that, that was my take. I, I wasn't saying he played that well. Dude, that's, dude, dude, Lamar, like, I'm going to go back and just watch. Look dude, at what I'll, I'll, I mean, was. okay, like, guys. It is thing. I, I wish I could have comments right now with, like, the listeners and, like, just have, like, a live stream. Like, am I wrong to say that at the end of the day, like, Lamar wasn't doing his job, but, like, when it mattered most, he was able to drive the team down with his legs. Sure, you can say that. But drove his team down to put his kicker in a position to win the game. That's what matters. But you, you can't sit here and be like, the takeaway from the game is Lamar Jackson took over the fourth quarter. The guy was god-awful. All night. No. You could make an argument that Lamar Jackson was the worst quarterback in the league this past weekend. No, you couldn't. Yes, who was worse? No, you cannot. Uh, Joe worse? Burrow was pretty bad, too. He didn't miss four wide-open wide receivers. Four. Four times. Uh, he you still have Baker guy. Mayfield. Every you time. still have Marcus Mariota. You still okay, have uh, – who's the third-street corner for the Dolphins that played this week that lost to the Jets? Actually, this? probably played better than Lamar. No, he did not. Dude. Dude Lamar, Lamar – I'm saying, like, Lamar missed four touchdowns to wide open receivers because he just straight up overthrew them. And it's not even like it was like close. It's not like, oh, some of them the were close. It's not, no, it's not even like the receiver could have came down with it. Didn't even give the receiver a chance on any of them. All right. Well, all I'm going to say is that's your takeaway. Lamar can't throw football. What's new? It's your same takes every week. My take is he finally showed up and did his job in the fourth quarter. And you're still penalizing him for overthrowing the ball a few times. At the end of the day, we won. No one remembers those passes because guess what? In the last drive when we were losing and we had, Two minutes to get down the field to get a field goal. Lamar did his job. That's the takeaway. I'm just saying. I actually think I think because the same shit happened last year. Actually, because like Baltimore could be one and four if it wasn't for their kicker. No, Baltimore should be undefeated if it wasn't for choking away leads. What do you mean? We were up double digits in two games that we lost. That's not because of our like what? That's I, terrible. I feel, like, I feel like Baltimore could be could be one and four if it wasn't for their kicker. For this year, we could be one and four. Diz, you have not been. We blew out the Patriots. We blew out the Jets. Did you blow out the Patriots? I feel like it was pretty close. I mean, realistically, we were never threatened. The score says we won by like 
10 or something like that. But realistically, well, if it wasn't for Baltimore's kicker, they'd be two and three. And this is my this if is it wasn't for Baltimore's deep and chucking away leagues, we'd be five and no. Okay, did you is, see how we can play my, that game? This, this is my takeaway from the game, Bronky. I'm sitting there watching it. Two very, very average teams, one accelerating exhil- game for sure, but it was two average teams. And takeaway number one is Joe Burrow gets too much love. Yes. He gets really too much love. His pocket presence, people can blame the O-line all they want, but the guy kind of panics in the pocket and then does some dumb shit. Like, and I don't even I don't even mind Joe Burrow. I kind of like him. Like, I think he has some swag. I think he's a good QB, but like he gets way too love. He's not a top five QB. He's not even top seven QB. No. Like he I agree. maybe like he's probably top ten QB just because the other QBs are that bad. Um but that, so that's I don't that's know one if he's top thing, 10, but... is that Joe Burrow, I'm not gonna say he's not top ten. But I think he's like closer than t- to ten than yeah, people yeah, yeah. realize or yeah. want to. Admit. I agree. Uh, okay. I think Joe Burrow one gets too much love, and two, Baltimore's just not that good. Like it's not even from Lamar Jackson's standpoint. Like their team in general is just not very good. They can't run the football. They don't have weapons. Duvernay now has to run the football. Duvernay Duvernay now actually has to play fullback, like running back. So their running backs stink. Gus Edwards is not healthy. He has not played yet. When he's back, you'll see him run the ball. That's all I got to say. Justin Hill got hurt. Gus Edwards is just going to come back from like a torn Achilles or whatever he had and all of a sudden be like torn ACL? I mean, we'll have the the, – even worse. We're still easing J.K. Dobbins in. You're just pointing out some stuff. That's like me saying the Eagles aren't that good because they beat a below-average Cardinals team by three points off a missed field goal. You I see, think the Cardinals are probably just as good as Baltimore. I think they are worse. I mean, if you think about I it. I think the Cardinals might actually be better than Baltimore. They have okay. better weapons. Okay. They have better weapons. A worse they have defense. They equally good quarterback. A worse defense. A worse quarterback. A worse head they coach. They have a worse defense. We Who's just held the Bengals at 17 points, and the Bengals have a pretty good offensive weapons right there, don't they? Dude, the Bengals haven't scored shit all season long, bro. They just scored 27 points against the Dolphins last week. Okay. And, and then and they scored 27 against the Jets. The Jets. And the Jets have a good defense. But I'm saying the week before, one, didn't the Patriots score 27 against Baltimore? Yes. And then Dolphin hung 40? Okay. But then look so at the last – look have, at the – instead of going – instead of going like almost a month ago, look at the most two recent weeks. We held the Bills really, really low until a final last-second field goal to get 23. 23 points is now really, really low. For the Bills' offense, it is. Is it? Yes. Miami held them to 19 the week before. Okay. And then look what the Bills have done every other week. 31, 41, 38. I'm just, I'm, I'm just Thank saying Thank you. That. You're proving my point. So we did but a good I'm job against the Bills. So, But I'm saying Baltimore, clearly, you better hold them to less than 19 points. Otherwise, you're going to lose the game. You know you change your takes all the time on the Ravens. First, it was you have to score more than 28. And now you have to hold them less than 19. From the game. And I'm not hating on Lamar Jackson here. I just don't think Baltimore is a very good team. Okay. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue there because you're also very biased against the Ravens because for some they odd have, reason they have kind of a banged up offensive line defense like the secondary is okay but it's pretty inconsistent like you know they're good to, they're good to get let up a good play or a big play every now and then um, pass rush isn't that strong like I just don't think Baltimore's that good of a team the only thing they have going for them is they have the best kicker in NFL history what's the only thing going for the you take the kicker right out of the game you take Justin Tucker just one kicker and give the Baltimore, any other kicker you want in the league. Give me the Eagles kicker who made the kick this past week. We make the field goal again because the Eagles kicker makes it. And they're two and three. No, two and three. No, we're not. They are. They would have lost on Sunday. We would have won, bro. Okay, Diz. I love how you just you you, you choose you choose certain arguments. 
Are there any? Are there any other takeaways? Are there any other takeaways you have? Because all I'm gonna say is, all you're doing right now is you're just you're just trolling. Are there any other takeaways? My other takeaway is this. All right. I still don't think, no matter what their record is or what happens, I still don't think that the 49ers are that good. I looked at someone's top five recently, and the 49ers were in the top five. And in my opinion, all the 49ers have done are beat a bad Panthers team, beat a bad Seahawks team. And beat a bad Rams team. I don't think we, I mean we both agree the Rams don't look that good. It's not like they played anyone. Yeah, Ram Rams Rams dude look awful. Look horrible. Stafford Stafford sucks all of a sudden. Looks He's horrible. Awful. Looks yeah. horrible. So I don't like how they're in the top five. Granted, I'll find it real quick. The other top five teams, I'm not gonna say we should be up there, but we were in there. They put us at five. Uh, which I don't know if we're a top five team. But then again, I think it was back to what you said, like week one or week whatever. There's not that many good teams in the NFL this year. Like they had Buffalo 1, Philly 2, Kansas City 3, San Francisco 4, Ravens 5. And I don't really think that they should do a top five right now. They should just leave it as a top three because there's a big gap between everyone else in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I agree completely. I don't think there's many good teams. And I think a big takeaway for me, Frankie, was uh, New York football. Seems to be kind of back. I know we talked about the Jets last week, but um, they got a huge win this weekend, smoking Miami. Um, and since that, I think if Teddy Bridgewater down, doesn't get hurt, it's a different game, though. Dude, it was forty to seventeen. He got hurt in the first drive, like the first play of the game. What does that have to do with them letting up forty points? I'm saying I think it would be a better game than what it is, because Dude. Teddy Bridgewater is a lot better than whoever the fuck was playing for them. Did you, is that is that so, is that so outrageous to say? Over there, you think Teddy Bridgewater would have made a twenty-five point difference? I think no. Just his decision making, his drive capability, and all that stuff. It wouldn't have been forty to seventeen. Would have would have made a twenty-three point gap. It would have been a lot closer than you think. So Teddy Bridgewater would have had three hundred and fifty yards and four touchdowns. That's not what I said. He would have had to have that to win the game, though, or to make it close. No, because it would have been a completely different game with how many three and outs the, the Dolphins have, with how often the Jets the field position. It would have been a completely different game. He was out literally after the first drive. Dude, I'm not going to sit here and say Teddy Bridgewater would have made it a different. It's not like it was Aaron Rodgers. It was Teddy Bridgewater. He was the backup QB of the Dolphins. He and you're acting – so if I take away the Eagles, Jalen Hurts, and I put in your third-string quarterback – Jalen Hurts, dude, Jalen no, Hurts. No, no, no. Teddy Bridgewater. All right. I take away your quarterback who's supposed to start, and I put in a third streamer, a third string quarterback, and you're telling me there's not going to be a big difference. Not if you're going from the second string to the third string. No, now. there's a big difference. Dude, Teddy Bridgewater used to start. Not a, 20, not a 23 point difference. All right, anywho, go go with your points. Get back to your points. Ron, you have some hot takes, my dude. You have some. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you getting upset over there. I am um, very mad right now. <laughs> yeah, you're having some serious hot takes. Um, but. Anyway, the Jets have looked kind of good since Zach Wilson come back. Like their offense looks pretty good. Um, Brees Hall seems to get the ball a little bit more now, um, which I think is what fantasy owners expected at the beginning of the year. And Garrett Wilson is a candidate for rookie of the year so far, probably five, six games in. Um, Garrett Wilson's probably top two, top three in the running for rookie of the year, you'd say? Uh, it's right now between him or uh, I forget the guy's name, the guy on the Saints, the wide receiver. Chris Olave? Yeah, he's in yeah, the, the, the Texans, but. I know Garrett Wilson didn't have, like, a massive game this past weekend, but, like, I think he's starting to draw a little bit more attention and, like, he's pretty good. Zach Wilson, like, has looked above average at least. Um, I can't say I sit down and watch the full 60 minutes of a Jets game, but, like, 
from what I've seen, um, it looks like Zach Wilson has been has improved since we are uh, year one. I guess it was. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I, Zach Wilson's in year two now, right? This is year two for, for yeah. Zach Wilson. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Jets are doing well. I I always thought they had a good D. We were talking about last week. They're they're right there. In my opinion, it just comes down to if Zach Wilson's the guy or not. Um, and then what? You're going to bring up the Giants also and how they're four and one and how New York football yeah, suddenly dude, back. Yeah, they're four and one, but they might be the most worst four and one team of all time. And I know they beat Green Bay, and everyone's going to be like, Green and Bay's that not that good. That no, but that's still a huge win for the Giants. But like, dude, like, I think their coach, their coach is winning them more games than their talent is, um, and like that's just not very sustainable. I and like, either way, dude, with the Giants is like. They can go. They can win the next twelve games, and Daniel Jones still won't be back next year. Like he, I hope not. Still is not the guy. He's not good, which is why I'm. I mean, I'm not going to say because it might be picked later, but which is why I think they're going to be four and two after this upcoming week. That's right. They do play Baltimore. <laughs> Ooh, so I'm actually kind of rooting for the Giants. I, I I'll get the fuck. See, that's what I'm saying. You always show the Ravens just because you like seeing me upset. <laughs> I shouldn't, dude, because like again, I'm not trying to prove you wrong, Frankie. I just, I just want to prove myself right. And uh, with with Giants, if the Giants beat Baltimore, like we might as well shut down the pod the rest of the year. If if the Giants beat Baltimore, I might not show up for the next few weeks or ever. It might just be the dish show. Just if the Giants know. beat Baltimore and we're sitting here on Tuesday next week, and the Phillies are in the NLCS, oh, I'm gonna be unbearable. It might and be a Phillies solo episode. Oh, first one ever. Win. The first oh. first one ever solo episode. That's what it might be. It could be absolutely electric, honestly. Like, there's a chance for next Tuesday to be absolutely fucking electric. Who do the Eagles play this week? Sunday night football against the Cowboys at home in Philly. That, with what, Dak Prescott returning, or is it going to be undefeated nah, Cooper Rush? They're saying Cooper Rush is still going to play. It's going to be absolutely electric next Tuesday. My man wins. That's all I'm going to say. The Eagles are going to be sitting here at 6-0. Phillies are going to be moving on to the NLCS. I'm going to come off a nice weekend in the Wisconsin Dells again, off a girls' championship, um, and Baltimore is going to fall to 3-3. Three and three. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a that's what we call a dream world for Diz right there, is him having all the fun and most success in the world and uh, his friends suffering. Just remember that. He likes to see me put down. Um, you know, it's funny. After this game, you didn't uh, you actually didn't text me after the Ravens won. You usually text me when the Ravens lose, but when they win, you, did, you didn't send me a text. I feel like I did send you a text, actually. Did you? Let me see, actually, what my text read. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, usually when the Ravens lose or they're not playing that well, Diz text me. But as soon as they do something good and they win. I did text you all. I said, that's a bad football team with a bad quarterback. That's my takeaway from that game. And yeah, okay, say, he might text me that. No, I don't remember I, it. but my text said. I said, and I'd say any unbiased football fan in America who knows a lick about football would say the same. I'm assuming I didn't reply back to you either way. No, you said we won. That's all that matters. It is all that matters. Thank you. I want you to read it. <laughs> at the end of the day, when, when, we're, when we're in two months, three months down the season, it's almost playoff football, all that's going to matter is, is that a win or a loss? I think it's more. So you try to call me out, but I think it's more so weird that when they win, you text me back. But when they lose, mm-hmm. you just ignore me and act like I never texted you. Oh hell yeah! When you text me and we're losing, I'm not replying at all. I'm I'm pissed yeah. as shit. I want to. If 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 I was Devontae Adams as a fan with the Ravens losing, I saw you. I'm pushing you 100 times out of 10 every single time. That's why I want to do. Just like someone walking my way, just so I can push them real quick. Because dude, I'm just when Baltimore plays Philly, maybe next year or no, the year after. 
I don't know when it is. Next year. I think it's next year. That's going to be in Baltimore, I think, right? Uh, we'll see. But Last one, the, the COVID year is in Philly. That's why I was asking. I'll have to make it out to the game. Oh, I'll please get out to the game, that's for sure. But anyway, Frankie, this gets us into our uh, recap and the pickums for the night. Uh, five games. How did we do last week, Frankie? Uh, so we went with the typical, not the best. Uh, you went two and three. You had the Colts. They won. I had the Broncos. I went three and two. Uh, then you had the Commanders. I had the Titans. So we're both one and one there. And then we both chose the Rams over Cooper Rush, and we were both proven frauds there with uh, Matt Stafford. And then obviously the Ravens. They beat the Bengals because that's what happens when you play AFC North football. And then uh, the Chiefs. So we were lucky there. And that brings our records here. You're 9-6 and six right now, and I'm 8-7. and seven. Slowly make it closing the gap on you to uh, take over the lead. Oh, so we're coming in for a big week here. Big week. Big week coming in hot. Um, we're starting off Thursday night football. Nothing, I promise you, Thursday night this week can't, it can't possibly be work, worse than Thursday night last week. But it actually has a chance. <laughs> you were to take two teams – and try to make them play each other to make it worse than last week, I think these would be the two teams you would choose. We got the Commanders traveling to Chicago to take on the Bears. Carson Wentz, redemption tour um, against Ron Rivera, his own coach. Should be an interesting game. But I'm telling you right now, I think Wentz has a chance on primetime football, a lot of people watching, um, Amazon. Um, I think Wentz has a chance to prove people wrong and, and make sure people know that he's he's still around. Stay. So you're taking um, the commanders, the commanders okay. to win in Chicago this week, um, and hopefully a more scoring game than last week. I'm uh, just gonna go with the Bears simply because they're at home. Uh, yeah, they're just home. So hopefully Justin Field can actually throw the fucking ball. I'm not very, I'm not excited for that game at all. But like you say, it can't get worse than last week. Yeah, we'll see. Um, and then moving forward to noon on Sunday, we got the Minnesota Vikings. Traveling to the Dolphins um, in a little like interconference little game with Minnesota, about as cold as it gets, heading down to Miami for the where the heat might be a factor here. Um, I'm going with I think Kirk Cousins is a little bitch and he like really struggles with the heat. Hopefully it's really hot Miami. So I'm going with the Dolphins in this one. Tua might be playing they say, um, but either way I think I'm going with the Dolphins to win this one and pull off an upset potentially with a third string QB. I'm going with the Vikings right now because two is not playing, and I don't trust that third-string quarterback. And I think Justin Jefferson is just going to do his gritty all throughout the stadium. And, you know, it's not primetime Kirk. It's 1 o'clock p.m. Kirk. He's going to show up and play well. So there you go. And then moving forward, let's head to the 3 o'clock games, Frankie. Um, we got the Bills taking on the Chiefs in most, what most would say is probably the game of the weekend. I'm surprised this game didn't get flexed to like Monday night or Sunday night or something like that. Um, it's in Kansas City. That place should be absolutely rocking. Rematch from last City. year with the 13-second uh, drive oh, and all that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be an absolute wild game. 325, I'm excited to watch. But I'm going with Josh Allen to get his redemption here um, in the regular season. Um, and then we'll see if he can pull it off in the playoffs because I think this has a good chance to be the AFC Championship game. But I'm going with Buffalo – and the and Josh Allen to knock off Kansas City and show who's really in charge of the AFC this year. I I'm gonna go with the Bills also, not because Josh, I mean Josh Allen's gonna play really well, but not because of that. I just think at the end of the day, when you watch the Bills play, their defense is just un- unbelievable right now. And then when you watch the Chiefs play, like they'll score points, 
but their defense is going to give up a lot of points. So I think at the end of the day, when it comes to crunch time, the Bills defense should make a play that they need to with the addition of Von Miller. Maybe they sack Patrick Mahomes if he's trying to get down there for 13 seconds or something like that happens. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bills on the road. Oh, yeah, and then that moves us into Sunday night football. Doesn't get much better in this. I think if NBC and Sunday night football in the NFL could choose one city to go to every week, then they choose Philadelphia every week. It's that simple. Um, the Cowboys come to town. And I will say this, Dallas's defense has looked legit as hell. Um, and, oh, like, yes. if anyone would slow down Philadelphia, it's probably Dallas. So I actually think this is going to be a really good game. Um, Philly is minus five. I'm not sure I would take the spread there. But I do think Jalen Hurts, Philadelphia, they get it done in a close one. It comes down to late fourth quarter, five minutes to go, maybe. Um, a big play happens. Jalen Hurts sparks the team and actually takes over the fourth quarter, unlike some quarterbacks. I'm going with Philadelphia to win at home this one on NBC. You know, um, I'm going to say when it comes to this game, this guy should be talked about in the MVP conversation, but his name hasn't been brought up yet. But uh, I, I think I think, I think, this guy is going to take over and make a big statement for why he should be in the MVP conversation, and that's Micah Parsons. I think he's about to go off for the <laughs> They would say that with a straight face. <laughs> you can't even say that with a I, Hey, man, I'm going Cowboys because you know what? Micah Parsons is going to make the plays that matter, and it's going to make Hurts' uh, life a little harder. And at the end of the day, the one thing I've learned when watching the Cowboys this week or the last few weeks, all Cooper, does, all Cooper Rush does is win, baby. And he's about to win again on Sunday Night Football in front of everyone to show him that he is the future for the Cowboys instead of Dak Prescott because he's getting paid $40 million to suck ass. I mean, when you can't even say that with straight face, that says a lot. Um, well, I don't so, think he's going to win the MVP, but like, I mean, I'm going with the Cowboys because fuck you. Better not schedule any hinge dates during this game, buddy. Oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm going to be. I'm going to be there. I'm going to Facetime you after the Cowboys win to see how you like getting chirped. I'll be naked. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that leads us into Monday Night Football. For some reason, Russell Wilson keeps playing on primetime games. It's terrible. Like they need to flex them out of the prime time for like somehow. And Nathaniel Hackett, like take some pressure off this guy. Nathaniel Hackett could potentially have a heart attack on the field at some point. Like that guy looks stressed out all the time. So we got Denver tra- traveling to LA to take on the Chargers. We all know who I, I would imagine both of those are taken. Don't fucking ever bet on Nathaniel Hackett. This I, is I learned I learned I learned the uh the hard way last week when I took them over the Colts and uh Nathaniel Hackett and Russell Wilson said, Hey man. We're going to throw an interception and allow the Colts to tie it up. And then on fourth down, instead of running it, there's a wide-open man and Russell Wilson doesn't see him. So, yeah, I'm going with the Chargers. Cause... Yeah, and to all of my betters out there, like, this is the lock of the week as well. Like, if Nathaniel Hackett ever plays on prime time, you take the other team every single time. Like, it's a no-brainer. Hammer any money you got on the Chargers. Lock of the week. I think Chargers win big here. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I think the Chargers are going to win also, unless Russell Wilson decides to turn it on. But doubtful. But this. Always fun catching up with you, man. You know, it's always always a good time talking. Are there any last words as we say our final goodbyes? No, it's been real. Like I said, potential to be a big week to be a Philly sports fan. I am fired the fuck up. I'm either going to – I know I'm going to come back on Tuesday um, really fired up. So um, peace out to all the listeners. Again, shout out to our sponsors and Cracker Jacks and Marlboro. Um, and it's been <laughs> real. See you next week. Go Birds, Bronky. Hey, man, go Ravens. And remember this, uh, West Ham's massive. Y'all some bitches, y'all some hoes Where my money's next, starting at the most Y'all some bitches, y'all some hoes